Welcome to Homemade in Alberta, featuring the rising stars of Alberta country music and their songs. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks for hanging out today. I have another special episode of Homemade in Alberta this week. It's a welcome to Alberta episode to Jeff Caddo, who is originally from Ontario, but he's now living in Calgary. Welcome to Alberta, Jeff. Now, of course, in this episode, you are going to get to know him a lot better. We talk about his musical journey through the Christian and country genres and what led him to do a lot more country and do that full time. We talk about how it was his wife and his family that did help inspire him to go in this new direction with his music and how they also inspired his new EP, Songs for My Wife. We also talk about his at-home studio, Rocky Mountain Creative, and how that did help him throughout the pandemic and how he also loves to help support other artists, how he has also written over 200 songs, and so much more. It was a wonderful conversation. And of course, you are going to hear one of his great singles, Want You Even More. Well, I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. Thank you so much for being a part of Homemade in Alberta, a very special episode because it's a welcome to Alberta. You're originally from Ontario. You just got here about a week ago or so, and you have said, if there's a place and opportunity to be creative, I'll be going to it and I'll be taking it. So what was it about Alberta that brought you here? Thank you for having me on the show, Sarah. Like, super warm welcome. So back in the day, and I can say back in the day, because I was recently told that I've been doing this for 20 years now. Back in the day, I used to open up for City in Color. At one point, we drove into Banff, and it was the middle of the night, so I didn't see any any mountains at this point. And in the morning, I went out, and there was just mountains everywhere. And it was beautiful and seemed like the place where I wanted to be. So when, when, you know, when we were looking at different places to go to, Ontario is pretty bad for real estate right now. So we were looking, you know, East Coast, West Coast. And when the opportunity came up, thought, you know, what better place for an aspiring country singer than Calgary, basically the Nashville of Canada, right? So this was our choice. And so far, you know, we love it. We've been really fortunate because in Calgary, we have the Chinooks and we've had two so far, but also... It's been like minus 30 as well. So, <laughs> yep. so I've gotten like plus six outside right now, but it, like two days ago, it was minus 30. So pretty interesting. And, you know, you kind of got to get used to the weather, but it's been great. Welcome to a roller coaster of temperatures. You are going to get 365. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. It's going to be super fun. Well, like I said, welcome to Calgary. And you're originally from the beautiful community of Woodstock, Ontario. So, We're going to start from the very beginning of your career. So you have originally come from a Christian music background, but you have returned to your roots with a brand new set of high energy, heartfelt and wonderful, wholesome country songs with your new EP, which we're going to be talking about here in a second too. But like I said, we're going to start from the beginning. So where did it all start for Jeff Caddo? How did you get into the music industry in the first place and with country music and with Christian music? It started out when I was about 15. The first year Canadian Idol came out, my girlfriend at the time wanted to compete in it. And I thought, hey, that's a really great way to get out of school. (laughs) So I guess I would have been 16 
at the time uh, i had a car so we drove we get down there and we spend the night in the parking lot and do the whole thing comes up to the time when you can go and you know your spiel in the parking lot for the first judges i did that and actually the first time with those judges i didn't make it through <laughs> so i stayed and skipped the line and went to another spot and I ended up making it through and I made it through a few rounds. And, you know, at that point in time, I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe I could do this music thing. I liked writing poetry at the time. And so, you know, I reached out to a couple. There was a duo called Bernard and Brome. And I reached out to them because they were pretty close to where I was from, a little place called Shell Lake, Ontario. They really helped me out and, and kind of helped me with my songwriting and kind of taught me how I should be structuring music. And, you know, that was pretty neat for me at the time to be able to, to do that. And I, I did the circuit thing. I played, toured, and, and I was really, really fortunate to be able to write a song for Aaron Prichette. He ended up changing it a bit, but it was summertime. That was a pretty neat experience of being able to meet him and I lived in his, I went and stayed at his, at his place for about a month and toured a little bit with him and played some shows. And it was really, really neat. But back at that point in time, uh, I was doing a lot of bar bookings and I got addicted to, to drugs and alcohol. And so my life kind of flipped upside down on me. You know, I, I stopped doing music altogether for about three, three or four years. And that's when I kind of found faith. I started doing music and writing Christian songs. And, and so I started releasing songs, Christian radio in Canada and the U.S. Did really well with that. And when I did that for about three years, and then finally, I, you know, I kind of felt convicted that, you know, my wife really took like the brunt end of a lot of crap for a really long time. And I never really wrote her a song. You know, I, I never really wrote her anything to say I was sorry even, or you could say you're sorry, but, you know, writing music and writing songs to me is my language. So I just felt convicted about not doing that. And so I started writing this project of like songs for my wife and I had zero intention on putting anything out to country radio, but I started playing them for her. And she just said, why don't you release these to country radio and see, you know, see how they get picked up or what the response would be. And, you know, to be honest, I was pretty scared to do it just because it had been so long and, but it, it's been such an amazing response. I found that the community of people that I've surrounded myself with have been amazing. I'm really glad to be back i'm really glad to be back doing it and being able to write more now than than what i ever have in the past you know last year i ended up writing 228 songs so it's just been a whirlwind year it's been an awesome year it's been a journey i'm grateful to be back well we're very happy to have you you have really dedicated yourself to country now but you did write songs for over 18 years with 15 charting singles on christian radio so how did you take your Christian sound and put it into country? Well, to be honest, the Christian sound, I had to kind of take the sound that I originally went with, you know, like I've always been country, but in Canada, I think, I think it's the same thing with Canadian country music. They kind of still expect a certain sound out of, out of Canadian country musicians. Whereas it's the same thing when it comes to the Christian, you know, they didn't want anything country. They wanted it to be pop. So I had to change kind of how I was presenting my my music and, and my songs. You know, the, the songwriting was very much the same, but the production behind it was just different. So when I started doing, you know, songs for my wife, I was happy to be to be back, you know, with a, a pedal steel in there and <laughs> being able to have it have it be, you know, country with some pop in it. And I mean, probably the Christian recording stuff, it probably definitely has spilled over into my country in terms of, you know, the different pop elements that I like to keep it uh, keep in it. And I mean, I wouldn't say it's too different, except you're just 
changing a few things. For sure. And you do deliver a really good blend and an infectious blend, if you will, of like singer songwriter, pop rock country songs that have been compared to and influenced by notable artists such as Dirk Bentley, Nico Moon and Jason Aldean. So when you sit in your writing space, wherever that may be in your home or like in an office or anywhere like that, what comes to your mind when you write a song and how is it crafted? How does Jeff write a song? How does Jeff write a song? Well, I don't know if you can hear this, but I have puppies in my house. So you <laughs> puppies are more than welcome at all times of the day, anywhere in my life. So bring them we, on. <laughs> yeah, we just got here and my wife's and my wife and kids are like, we need a puppy. Oh. Yeah, I know. I try to make time every day to be creative, whether or not that's just sitting down and writing, you know, maybe a chorus or a couple lines. I try to always do it that's just kind of like a practice that i do right you know typically i'll I'll sit down with my guitar and just fiddle around and just comes naturally and you know when i write with other people you know one of us will come to the table with an idea or with with a melody or you know like half finished songs that that need something extra you know when i write a lot of my songs i don't trust myself and i mean that by i've always learned that if you can take a song and you can have somebody else have a look at it, somebody that you trust to give it a different point of view, you know, the song will turn out better. You know, so anything that I write and that I write on my own, try to always take to the people that I that I trust with my music. So regardless, you won't find very many songs that are that just have my name on them. Even if I did write the whole thing, I'll still end up taking it to somebody else because, you know, there's there's just way smarter people than I am. So, <laughs> so if I could tap into those people, it's, it's a great thing to, to do. I could write anywhere. It doesn't have to be a certain certain day or time or place in my house, just as long as I got a nice quiet room and I don't have too many kids banging on my door too often. Well, we are going to be talking about your wonderful family here in a few minutes, of course. But first, we got to talk about some of your achievements and accomplishments and wonderful that you've had over the last several years as a Christian artist and as a country artist. So you were named a Canadian Gospel Music Association nominee for Best New Artist in 2018. You have also opened up for Aaron Prochek, Gord Bamford, Derek Rutan, Sean Hogan, Jake Matthews, Diane Chase, Gil Grand, Kira Isabella, and Jason McCoy, just to name a few. Your music video is also up for Music Video of the Year at the Canadian Music Video Awards for Want to Even More. Congratulations on that. That is fairly new. That is pretty darn cool. And like you mentioned earlier, you did co-write a song with Aaron Perchette, the single Summertime. So with all that in mind, what do you feel has been your biggest accomplishment so far? Maybe it is one of those things I just mentioned, but maybe it is something totally different. I can say that that I think that just coming back to doing this is, is an accomplishment. I did not envision myself being back here. And being back in this community and I had some people nominate me for the CMAOs just came up and, and, uh, you know, I was nominated or I was at least put it into the category for quite a few things. And to me, that's an achievement that I didn't think that I'd even I'm not technically nominated yet, but it's still really cool. And it's a really cool experience to, to think that I've come all this way to this point and getting my music on Sirius XM and played nationally and inter- internationally has been kind of a dream coming true as well so there isn't necessarily an award or thing like that that's happened so far but more just this whole experience and this this ride that I'm on right now is uh, something that's very fulfilling 
For sure. And congratulations on your considerations for Rising Star, songwriter for Want You Even More, video for Want You Even More, and single friend, and for your EP, Songs for My Wife, for the CMAO Awards. Congratulations on those considerations. That's pretty darn cool. So you do have this beautiful EP out, which is six songs that are all about your beautiful big family, your wonderful wife, of course, about mental health, and well, just day-to-day life. So you mentioned that you did write over 200 songs last year, which was incredible. So how did this album come to be out of all the songs that you've written? What was it about these songs that made this EP happen? I think that if you were to listen to the songs, you'd find them to be very personal. I think that when I was looking for singles off of this EP, you know, it was actually kind of hard to find singles that weren't so personal. But, you know, I wanted to keep in mind that the songs that I chose were that way because this project wasn't meant to, you know, propel me back into doing country music again. It was meant for my wife and and to be personal and kind of revealing and authentic and true. It's been neat so far to, to see the response and the messages from people that gravitate with one song or the other and, you know, and put it into their own lives, which has been really cool. All these songs that I chose were ones that I, I wrote at a certain time and, and had a certain feeling. And, and I knew that when I wrote them, I was like, yeah, this, this has got to be on it for sure. So, you know, I've, I've written a lot of songs for a lot of other artists since kind of being back. And so, you know, those are part of the 228 songs. I, I got more coming <laughs> come, the, come the spring <laughs> and summer. So there's, there's lots of music coming. These ones were personal and, and they were ones that, you know, she would get and she would understand. Oh, that is so wonderful. And when you're not doing music and you're not hanging out with your family, you also have a home studio, which I guess is still music once we talk about it here, but you have a home studio, Rocky Mountain Creative, but you do also work with some other artists with Rocky Mountain Creative as well. So tell us a bit about that. Let's just say that the the COVID and this two years off has really been, honestly, it's been a bit of a blessing to me in terms of like, you know, like when COVID started, I was about to go on tour and I was doing Christian music and I was, I had 65 dates that were booked that I had to cancel. And so through that, I I was able to kind of change things up and and start writing more and doing more stuff like that. I I met a lot of producers and a lot of people that just want to work and they want to be involved in stuff. And so then I started kind of going, you know, I, I could probably produce things from home with, you know, help from my friends. Right. And being able to to get them to come and you know put their stamp on something and that to me that was like something interesting for me i could literally produce out a song from you know my basement studio and be able to to record parts and then send them out and say hey guys you know i want this on it or i want a dobro or i want a banjo or something that i can't play it ended up turning out amazing and and you know to pay a lot to go into a studio to have somebody else produce it and be able to do all these things and you know i I had to adapt i had to to be able to learn how to do some of these things myself and be able to control things myself and so that's what i ended up doing and i've got all these friends you know i've got a buddy ariel and gi and john and you know you ask them for something and and they're right there to help you out and, and work and so you know, I think that that one of the things that I've I've learned through my 20 years of doing this is you need to be able to work hard and learn how to do a lot of these things by yourself because a lot of the time you're not going to get signed by a label and you're not going to be able to have the funds to pay for somebody to, to be able to track your music or or promote your music or all the things that that all the bigger guys have you know, the luxury of having now that I've built these things up and I, and I know how to do them myself, you know, I want to be able to help 
other artists and, and be able to come alongside them and be able to show people not to make the, mis- the same mistakes I did when I was first starting out. And I hope that that's what people see and what, and what they get when they come and they work with me. And it's been a blast kind of learning this whole thing. And I'm by no means call myself a producer. It's been fun to, to do and be a part of. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm sure those artists... They really do appreciate it. I know they do really appreciate it. So we're going to just talk about you now outside of music. So I know you got your hands full with a beautiful big family and lots of dogs now. Of course, we do have to talk about your amazing family because they have shaped a lot of this album. So tell us a bit about them. Yeah, so I've got six kids, a wife and now and now three dogs. They're wild and crazy and wonderful and beautiful. My daughter, Nova, is 13 and my I got a son named Talon and he's nine. Chloe's six, Bodie's five, and then I've got five-year-old twins. Yeah, five, no, six, seven. Chloe's seven. <laughs> Chloe's seven, Bodie's, <laughs> Bodie's six, and the twins are five, and they're uh, River and Willow. So I've got three and three, and they're great kids. They just did a huge trek across Canada to get here, and they're just so full of life and craziness. And, uh, you know, like that's round of life was based pretty much on the craziness of life that we have. And, you know, I always look around like, look around my house right now and we're still just getting out of boxes and there's toys everywhere and there's kids falling over each other. You know, I'm going to miss this one day, you know, when everything's cleaned up and when they're old and, you know, my, my two oldest, they pretty much, you know, they, they go on their computers and their games and, and they kind of hide downstairs until it's time to eat or one day I'm going to miss all this craziness and the toys everywhere. And so, you know, I, I just say, you know, bring it on, bring on the craziness, bring on the the love because that's all it is, right? They're just having fun with their imaginations and, and being wild and crazy. And you got three dogs, like you mentioned. So we got to talk about the dogs. Everyone likes hearing about and talking about dogs. So how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, the golden retriever Sunny, we've had her for a while now. She's she's almost three. But literally, literally, we went to the pound two days ago because we, you know, I promised the kids when we got here that we could look into getting a uh, another dog. And when we went there, we just couldn't say no to two of them. So now we've got, <laughs> oh God. So I gotta get Raz for this one. But we got one. We got one dog that's that's a little a little guy. He's a, I have no idea what he is, but but the kids named him Kitty. I love it. I love that so much. <laughs> they well, so they named they named the dog Kitty because my wife and my youngest daughter are allergic to cats and they love cats. <laughs> so they named this little guy Kitty. And then we got a, a husky lab mix whose name is Moose. He's a pretty sweet boy too, but I can't I still can't get over it. They're all like, You're kitty, kitty, kitty. And I'm like, man, this is too much. <laughs> like too much. Imagine he'll end up being the biggest one out of the bunch, but yeah. What other hobbies do you enjoy doing just just outside of music, what can we find you doing on a just hangout day? I don't, I don't really have any other hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like back in the day, I used to play football. Actually, I thought I was going to be a football player before I was a music person. I'm only five foot eight, and I can't run worth a damn. You know, I, I played quarterback, and quarterbacks are not five foot eight, and and if they are, they have to be able to run. So. So I learned pretty quick that I was that was going to be just a pipe dream. I played that I played semi pro for a while after high school. I went down to the states and did things like that, but that was fun. And you know, I play pickup hockey every now and then. But I'm usually just kind of 
into either what my family's doing or music. Yeah, that pretty much takes up my time. I got a hot tub, which was pretty significant. I mean, like I've dreamed of having this hot tub for like 12 years and my wife automatically, you know, she's like, well, you got to get one. We just bought a house. You got to get a hot tub. I was like, well, babe, like they're, you know, they're expensive, right? And she's like, well, like it's your dream. You got to get it. I looked everywhere. Everything was out of stock except for one place in town. And I got their like cheapest, like, <laughs> one that they the one that they had like on clearance and it is amazing so you can also find me in my hot tub outside you're gonna that- need one for calgary like all year round so you, you she made you make the right choice <laughs> it was a good choice right like yeah. very very good choice before i play want you even more off your ep songs for my wife I got to ask, what is coming up for you in 2022? You did mention there's more songs coming out. Do you have any shows booked? Do you got any plans going on? Are kind of just settling into your new home in Alberta? Are you going to network? What's going on? Well, I, I plan on already going back to Ontario in June, doing a tour with Aaron Allen and uh, a few shows with Brian Harwood. Pretty pumped about that. You know, doing another trip in there come October. So just after Country Music Week out here. But no, now that I'm out here, I, like I plan on on being involved and doing things and, you know, writing more with people out here. I'm already booked with a few of the great country acts out here in terms of uh, songwriting and getting involved in that way. And I'll definitely be making my presence known in terms of you know opening up for some people out here and playing you know wherever wherever i can really so far it's been i've only been here a week but i mean people that know that i'm here have have reached out and either booked me for writing or uh booked me for coffee to see what i'm all about so i think it'll be a blast really really great and of course everybody can find you on your website jeffcato.com and on all social media platforms as well and of course we are going to play Want You Even More. And this song is dedicated to your wife and all the lovebirds out there, of course. It has already exceeded over 100,000 streams across digital platforms. It was added to SiriusXM. This is amazing. So tell us a little bit about what this song does mean to you and what it does mean to your wife. Because it is so sweet, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. I wrote it this past year and we're coming up to 10 years of being together in terms of like, you being married and stuff. And it's hilarious. I remember talking to my mom and she'd be like, oh, like, I love your stepdad, you know, today way more than I did when I married him. And I was always like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> People get sick and tired of each other. Like, that's just, you know, but my God, like my love for my wife is stronger today. I find her more attractive today than what I did when we met, you know, and the wanting her hasn't like worn off. In fact, like it's, it's more, you know, and I just wanted to write a song to tell her that, that even, you know, even when we're old and gray, can't move much. We're in walkers. I don't even care. I'm going to want her. So that's what I wanted to write a song about. And, you know, when I first played it to her, she was like, that's not going to be a single, is it? Cause it was talking about making love in a, in a boat. And, you know, like, <laughs> and, and I was like, of course it is just all about that. Just letting her know that that she's wanted and she's attractive and that hasn't faded and it's not going to. Oh, I love that. And before I played here, introduce it for us. Yeah. So this is Jeff Caddo and you are going to listen to my single, Want You Even More. I want you when there's nothing left but shadows on the door. When it's too hot to be making love, so we move it to the floor. I want you even more. If we were on a boat and all we had was oars, we could do it in the sails till the winds began to roar. Oh, I want you even more. Oh, I want you like the dead. 
is my guest Jeff Caddo with his song Want You Even More and you can find all of his music including his brand new EP Songs for My Wife wherever you buy download or stream your music right now and he is on all social media platforms you can follow along on his very promising musical journey and his website is jeffcaddo.com A massive, massive thank you going out to Jeff for hanging out on Homemade in Alberta this week. And welcome to Alberta, Jeff. So excited to see what you're going to be doing throughout the Alberta country music scene. That is your Homemade in Alberta for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Sarah Scott. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) 